welcome to this special bonus episode of the Glow Journal podcast, a conversation with the beautiful minds behind the world's biggest beauty brands. I'm your host, beauty writer Gemma Watts, and in this bonus Ask an Expert episode, I am joined by dermatologist Dr. Desmond Gann. An Australasian College of Dermatologists fellowship-trained consultant dermatologist, Dr. Gann completed his undergraduate medical degree at the University of Melbourne with honours, achieving Dean's Honour List and was awarded the Evelyn Coy Prize in Surgical Exam. With a long-standing special interest in laser use in dermatology, Dr. Gann was our first port of call when it came to answering your questions on burns and superficial scars. Away from our regular brand founder conversations, I am asked so many highly specific questions about the skin. Given that I am an educated consumer and by no means an expert, it would be extremely unethical for me to even attempt to address those skin concerns, which is why I insist on taking your questions to a medical doctor. This Ask an Expert series gives you, the Glow Journal audience, unprecedented access to medical doctors, professors and dermatologists. And while this episode is sponsored by Candela Medical, doctors legally and ethically have to remain completely objective in interviews like this. For this reason, this series is giving you, the listeners, completely unbiased expert answers to your most specific skin questions, questions that I cannot answer myself. As mentioned, this episode is sponsored by Candela. However, all of Dr. Gann's views are entirely his own. And as per any interview with a doctor, you will only hear generalized advice, allowing you to make your own informed decisions. In this episode, we've taken the questions you asked about superficial scarring to Dr. Gann. From how soon after an injury you should visit a dermatologist to prevent a scar, and if it's ever too late to fade scarring, through to treatments for cuts from sports, burns from hair curlers and scratches from pets, and whether or not topical products can really help to fade superficial scars. Scarring itself is obviously quite a broad subject, so I thought it might be best to begin quite broad and then we will hone in on some of our audience-submitted questions. So firstly, when we see a scar on the skin, say a dark red mark, what are we actually seeing? Um, Majority of the red and brown marks that patients complain about that we see, whether it's after an injury, acne or even a rash, we actually don't see as many scars. Um, we actually see more post-inflammatory erythema and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So I think um, when someone complains about dark red mark, I, I would think that majority are not permanent scars. So when you see red marks, it, it basically means the blood vessels are dilated and that's part of the inflammation process to bring in the nutrients, to bring in the body immune cells, and that's necessary for healing to occur. And that would take you know days or weeks to fade. I mean, it becomes sort of a dark brown mark that means, usually means post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation and, and that really is disrup- disruption of the skin layers between the first layer, epidermis, and the second layer, dermis. And then that causes the, um, the, the, the damage to the skin. And uh, interesting because we can do a biopsy and we see this pigmentation being trapped deeper down the skin in the dermis and they stay there forever. You know, some, some fairer skin type would be you know, three months or some patients with a darker skin type would take, you know, sometimes a few years to fade them. 
and then that that has to be slowly um, uh, resolving itself uh, with the body scavenger cells, you know, clearing up all this pigmentation. And um, permanent scars uh, can be dark red or dark brown, and that's again due to the retained blood vessels or pigmentation, and that could fade with treatment. Again, very top level, but what are some of the most common scar healing or scar fading treatments that you find yourself recommending to your patients? It really does vary with the type of uh, injuries or conditions we see. Now, for example, um, you know, a flat scar from a burn or a thickened scar from a laceration from surgery or even red marks from acne, uh, they're all sort of quite different in, in what we recommend in treatment. So probably best if I focus on, let's say, laceration or a surgical scar um, that requires stitching, for example. Um, and I'd probably like to you know, divide them into something that's backed by very strong signs mm-hmm. and something that's probably a little bit modest in signs. So I think um, the most important thing, say after an injury, a laceration, immediately after that is you re- really want to make sure that it's not infected. So cleaning it well, um, dressing it well with a non-stick dressing, and if you, that requires stitching uh, at a time of stitches uh, being removed, uh, we tend to recommend taping of the surgical site. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of products that we do recommend. For example, uh, the Microporous Tape uh, with heat-activated glue. I might mention a name or two, uh, Micropore, sometimes dairy strips. These are things that we recommend patients after surgery to put on for about at least a week or two and then follow that with uh, a more removable, removable tapes or um, sheets or gel, such as the silicon sheets and silicon gel, that's very commonly recommended after, say, a surgery. And a um, couple of things uh, that uh, you can do to, to make sure the scar heals well, a gentle massaging after four weeks, uh, if it's you know, showing some signs of thickening. Um, if you're concerned about color, sunscreen is actually really quite important to prevent that from getting browned. And um, if it's a stretched scar or a thin scar, we can use topical retinol or retinoid and you might know the retinoid is actually prescription medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we might prescribe that for patients with uh, concern about almost like a stretch mark sort of um, scars. And um, uh, we do treat a lot of scars, um, uh, uh, for example, with a steroid injection for the thickened scars. And that's commonly done every four to six weeks and can be administered by any doctor, really. And, um, and we also can offer laser therapy. That's one thing that we talk about with patients quite a fair bit. Um, I think this area is probably under-recognized even among, amongst medical professionals. Um, the thing that is commonly used is a uh, pulse dye vascular laser, like the one that I use is V-beam vascular laser. Um, you can actually treat a scar uh, before it gets red at the time of suture removal, for example. Mm-hmm. And you could um, say if you're concerned about a scar after surgery on your face, you can run the vascular laser uh, on a every two to three week basis at the time of suture removal. And that's really been proven to reduce the, um, the redness and the scar formation and, and it helps the healing of the scars very well. So um, the ones that are you know, sort of um, perhaps less of a science-backed um, treatment are vitamin E cream, vitamin E gel, uh, botanical oils, mineral oils. These are probably helpful, um, probably not going to hurt, mm-hmm. uh, but not one, of, not one that I use routinely after, after um, surgery or after um, scar treatment. I'm so glad that SPF got a mention in there because we managed to drop it into every single episode, so it's back. I've had another listener ask, how can you tell the difference between a scar as opposed to just a mark that could very well go away on its own? 
Yeah, that's a really common question. Um, I, I think I touched on that on the first question that um, mm-hmm. a lot of the red and brown marks that we see, whether it's after a rash or after an injury, they're actually just temporary post-inflammatory changes. I think um, you need to look into the, in the nature of the, of the, of the injury, um, the procedure uh, that may induce the scars. And also uh, in terms of uh, recognizing a scar as opposed to a, a mark, um, if the skin surface is very shiny, it's no longer having sort of um, hair follicles, hair growing through it. The skin contour, the skin texture is different from normal skin. That could well be a permanent scar as opposed to a post-inflammatory erythema. On that note, how long after an injury occurs and a mark is left behind, should we be visiting a professional to treat that mark? Um, so um, I think the, 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 the key question here is uh, to recognise is actually a... A, 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 um, a scar and not just in post-inflammatory uh, pigmentation or erythema because as I said before um, we could actually use things like vascular laser to treat very early on within the four weeks of injury and that gives a better outcome if you treat it early on so if you think you've got an, a deep injury for example ones that require suturing uh, ones that's quite deep uh, after a burn scar you would want to speak to a professional within the first four weeks of the injury um, so that's 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 that would be beneficial for the treatment. Now, in terms of treating post-inflammatory erythema or pigmentation, they can actually be treated with uh, laser as well, even though they do fade with time. Uh, but with laser treatment, they can fade a lot faster. Um, so that's something to consider, I suppose, uh, if you're really concerned about the appearance, that you should see someone quickly. As soon as something happens to us that could result in a scar, I know you've said it's best to to get that visit in within the four weeks, but what would you recommend that we do to minimise it? Um, again, depends on the injury. Mm-hmm. So I s- probably throw an example of a burn injury. Yeah. Like immediately you want to remove the burn sources. You want to make sure they don't burn any more than it should be. You want to run some, say, cool water, avoid icing because the extreme temperature change is actually not good for wound healing. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure it's not infected, make sure it's clean, dress it with something non-stick. And if there's blisters, maybe leave it intact. Uh, if it's a clean blister and if it's a dirty blister with blood and perhaps a source of infection, maybe it's better to let the fluid come off. So this immediate skin care or a burn injury care is quite important to avoid further changes to the skin. Um, after that, yeah, you one of, the, one of the keys is actually to minimize movement of the area. Mm-hmm. So um, like I said before, taping, uh, silicon gel sheets um, are all quite helpful in, 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 in helping with this. And uh, again, we're going to talk about sunscreen to reduce mm-hmm. the pigmentation. And again, uh, we could use uh, vascular laser to reduce those changes fairly early on. Perfect. Well, you've given me a great sub- segue, sorry, because the subject that we were asked the most about by far was burns. So firstly, starting broad, what actually is a burn? Why is it that our skin turns red, then maybe it blisters, and then it turns darker after it touches something too hot? Um, burn is effectively a thermal injury to the to the layers of skin, and depending on the um, the, the depth of the burn injury, you can you can divide them into first degree burn, which is effectively like a, a mild sunburn type injury, which will heal completely without any marks or scarring. Um, if you go down to second-degree burn, it goes down to the dermis, uh, second layer of skin, and not all second-degree burns leave permanent marks. And the deeper ones would, would definitely leave marks behind or, or scars behind. And third or fourth degree is what we see in hospital, 
uh, in the burn unit, so um, they are a lot more severe. So um, the redness, as I said um, before, it's basically blood vessels opening up. It's a part of the first step of inflammation. The blisters, um, blisters form when there's a gap between the first layer of the skin epidermis and the second layer of the skin dermis. So that means that the damage is actually down to the second layer of skin already. Um, darkening, as I said before, is disruption of the um, of the of the pigment-producing cells, and the pigments become post-inflammatory and gets trapped in the in the skin. So that's what you see with the healing process. A listener has asked, we'll have a bit of overlap here, but they've asked, why is my skin left darker where I had an oven burn and how can I lighten it? And so it sounds like post-inflammatory pigmentation, which is what we talk about all the time. And really time heals. Like I said before, a few months for a fairer skin type and darker skin type could take a year or two to heal. So I would definitely, definitely use sunscreen to help hasten that process. Mm -hmm. Um, Some doctors would actually prescribe bleaching cream that contains hydroquinone. I'm not a uh, favor, I don't favor doing this Mm. because the mechanism of um, hydroquinone is quite different how it works. It doesn't actually hasten the recovery in my opinion, but some people do use it and maybe works in some patients. Um, you can actually use a uh, uh, use laser therapy to, to lighten the pigmentation. Uh, um, in my practice, I use a picosecond laser with a, a deeper penetrating wavelength, uh, 1064 nanometer. Um, there are certainly other devices around that you can you know use to hasten the recovery. But the, the problem is sometimes if you use a strong setting in these lasers, it actually causes more injury and more pigmentation. So you have to be very careful when you perform these laser therapies. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned that time heals. I've had another listener ask, is it ever too late to fix scarring? I have a four-year-old burn on my arm from an oven rack. This seems to be a common injury. Well, um, I think the earlier you treat it, the better it is, but you can still treat it um, after some years. Mm-hmm. And it depends on the on the scarring. It could, could be a, what we call keloid or hypertrophic scars, and that can be treated even you know, 10, 20 years down the track. And we do that all the time in the practice. And again, I, and I said before, the vascular laser or a fractionated ablative laser, those things can help with uh, burn injury. So you can definitely seek advice from professionals. Multiple listeners have written in regarding facial burns from using a curling wand. You can tell they're listening to a beauty podcast. Do facial scars and burns need to be, need to be treated any differently to other parts of the body? Um, in general, any injury, any whether it's burn injury, thermal injury, or frictional injury, it really heals differently based on the the nature of the injury, the contact time, uh, the the site, the location. So skin thickness uh, does matter. Um, also, um, whether there's ongoing exposure to friction, to injury such as sun exposure, um, movement of the area, uh, it does matter. Um, in, in in my guess, uh, with Facial injuries or scars from from hairdressing uh, is most likely going to be superficial and most likely would fade with time. I, I can't imagine that um, you know an injury like this would cause a permanent scarring. So um, I would say to just go um, uh, um, go with the principles. Um, you know, re- avoid repeated injuries, uh, sunscreen, and if it starts to form a, a thickened scar, to go see professional quickly. One listener asks, how soon after a hair curler scar on the face, I'm assuming she means burn more so than scar, how soon afterwards can I start using normal skincare, for example, retinol again? Will the burn have sensitized her skin? 
Um, I'm thinking again, this is a superficial injury, mm-hmm. would probably be quite similar to say um, after a superficial laser procedure. Yep. So um, what our generic um, uh, advice is that um, to act- avoid skin actives such as retinol, AHA for about 72 hours after the procedure. Um, without you know, seeing the injury or scar, I'd say probably stay away from one week. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure the skin is intact, there's no blisters forming and before you start using that again. Another says, I am five weeks post curler burn on my face. Should I look into getting a laser treatment of some sort? It's an ugly scar, but am I just being impatient? Um, I'm assuming this is a superficial burn um, with probably no permanent scarring. I think five weeks is actually really early to to have a complete healing of uh, any post-inflammatory changes. So I'll probably say, you know, um, be patient. And mm-hmm. if you really want, yeah, of course, you can seek um, professional advice and get um, you know, laser therapy for this. Rather than a dark scar, a listener has written in saying that she has a white scar from a curling iron burn. Why could this be? And how does one go about treating lighter scars as opposed to dark or brown or red ones? So I'll probably take a step back again. Um, so when when skin injury heals, it can heal with post-inflammatory high perpigmentation, so increased pigmentation, or it can heal with high pigmentation, which is uh-huh. a reduction with um, a skin color. So it could well be not a scar, uh, just just a temporary reduction in pigmentation, and you, um, you know uh, it could really recover with just gentle sun exposure. Um, while we say sunscreen is really important, if you have a, a post-inflammatory hypopigmentation, the color comes back faster if you have very gentle sun exposure. Um, however, a permanent white scar is probably the hardest to treat because mm. there's no target for the um, for the laser to pick on, so there's no brown or red to pick on. And the only thing that would um, fade the scar is probably something that picks up water, such as the fractionated ablative laser. Uh, that that would be the only thing that can help. But generally speaking, when, the, when we see white permanent scars, it's it's going to be hard to treat. On to a different kind of facial scarring. A listener writes in saying, my cat scratched my face accidentally and it's now a light pink scar. How can I fade it? Is the treatment for a scratch like this the same or similar to that of a burn? I think it's the same as any injury, really. Um, mm-hmm. If it's superficial, first-degree injury, it will fade eventually and nothing needs to be done, really. Um, again, you know, if you're really impatient, you can have laser therapy to fade the redness. But I, but I would say just uh, be patient and wait for that to fade by itself. We've had another question about a scratch. That's some clumsy listeners. We've had a listener saying, I have a dark scar on my hand from a scrape seven months ago. Do topicals work or will I need laser? Um, seven months sounds like a long time for um, post-inflammatory pigmentation to hang around. Um, if this particular listener is dark, darker skin type, that's not surprising. Um, but if it is of a fairer skin type, perhaps it could be a permanent uh, hyperpigmented scars. Um, as I've mentioned before, I'm not a fa- uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of using hydroquinone-based bleaching cream mm-hmm. for this. It can be used; it probably does no harm. It can be tried for a period of you know, some weeks to see whether it fades. Um, laser therapy, as I said before, um, has to be done very gently because it can cause more injury if you're not careful. So I think a something like a picosecond laser with a g- gentle setting might be helpful um, and can help with this scar. 
On topicals, this is something that we did touch on earlier in talking about medical treatments versus those that don't have quite as much science behind them. But a listener has asked, do products like botanical oils actually work on scarring? Um, there are many products uh, in the market that um, that uh, consumers can purchase without a prescription that contain you know, substance like you know, vitamin A retinol, mm-hmm. not retinoid, uh, retinol, uh, vitamin E, uh, botanical oil, uh, mineral oils. Um, I think they they are probably uh, mild to moderate in helping with scarring. Um, I don't think they do any harm to scar. So I would say that they they can be used um, and go for it. But um, my advice for patients is if they use this instead of things like silicon gel or silicon sheets, it's probably not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So an example example I'll give you is um, if someone has got a scar on their face. I'll probably still stay on silicon sheet uh, for 22 hours a day. And you can have that two-hour break. You can apply your scar cream, scar oil to help hasten the um, the recovery. But you know, don't give up on things like silicon gel, silicon sheet, or, or tapes for, for, for that matter. That's great advice. Another listener has written in saying that she scars really easily and she has scars from everything from scratches from playing footy and from her dog. She's got a couple of questions. Firstly... Why do some people scar more easily than others? Um, scarring tendency is extremely individual. Um, I'm probably, again, you know, putting my doctor's head on, on this. And I think if someone scars easily, they get a blister easily, much easier than other people. If they get skin fragility out of norm, they probably should get assessed by a professional because there are conditions, even though very rare, they do exist. One of them is called porphyria cutanis tarda, and that's a, um, a genetic condition or a quiet condition that uh, someone can produce blisters with very gentle friction. And, and that's something that, that needs to be diagnosed uh, and be treated properly. There are also conditions that have um, collagen or elastin issues from, from birth, and that again needs to be diagnosed from day one so I would say if you have abnormally fragile skin and blister up really easily you should see, you know, see a doctor for a, for a consult um, as opposed to um, a general tendency to produce bruises or red marks or brown marks that probably um, just differ between individuals um, I, I think uh, things like um, sun damage uh, sun exposure um, smoking, that thinner skin, these are all factors that can change uh, tendency to scar or, or to have injury easily. We'll have a bit of overlap again, but she's also asked if there is any way that she can prevent future scars. Uh, so it depends on the cause, but I, I would say that if it's an age-related, a sun-related um, uh, skin fragility, I think the best thing is to use moisturizer regularly use a good sunscreen and perhaps stop smoking and um, live a healthy lifestyle. Finally, she has asked how to fade those existing scars that she has on her body from scrapes and from scratches. So I'm going to be very boring again. Uh, Moisturiser, <laughs> sunscreen, uh, topical retinoids, topical retinol, uh, silicon sheets, silicon gels mm-hmm. and perhaps lasers. No, I, th- I don't think that's boring at all because these are simple, but I think a lot of people hear what they have to do and then they do it once and they go, oh, well, this hasn't worked. You've got to be consistent with it. I've had another listener write in saying, I have been told that I should get laser to fade a scar left on my leg from a sports injury, but laser sounds a bit broad. What sort of treatment would I be looking at and how does a laser actually work to fade a scar? 
I think the SCAR assessment is probably crucial in deciding what to do for, for this uh, listener. I would say uh, that we see a lot of hypertrophic scars from sports injury on the leg. And if it's thickened scar, the best thing actually, rather than doing laser, is actually steroid injection that you have to get from a medical professional, such as um, dermatologists or even GPs. Um, if the scar is flat, not thickened, but the color is different, then you can consider laser therapy. And I've sort of touched on this. Um, if it's red, it's vascular laser. If it's brown, it's uh, pigment laser, like a picosecond laser. So these things are actually not very scary. We do them on for rejuvenation. We do them from pigmentation all the time. It's not a traumatic laser. It, it, it does not have any downtime, really. You can just do it and then go back to work um, pretty much immediately. Um, if it is a uh, atrophic scars with a lot of contour change, then you'll be looking at um, uh, ablative laser that's fractionated that can blend into the normal skin, and that, that will have a more uh, a longer downtime. Another has asked what, quote-unquote, surgical treatments are recommended for quite large scars, as she has two very big scars on her shins following a bad fall. Um, if this is a um, injury, uh, a fresh injury, then she really should um, you know, maybe speak to the GP or a CEA plastic surgeon about perhaps getting that assessed uh, to be um, treated surgically with skin grafts. Um, if it is an old injury, then really there isn't a lot of surgical treatments that we can use. Um, we're looking more like you know, laser therapy and stuff like that to, to help um, improve the scars. A different kind of scar on the body, but one that I'm unsure as to whether or not it falls under the hyperpigmentation umbrella. A listener asks, how do I deal with scarring on my legs from ingrown hairs and from waxing? I think you're spot on. I don't think it is um, sounding like a scar to me if it is from, say, folliculitis or hair follicle inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I can't imagine waxing causing second degree sort of no. uh, scar. So it sounds like a PIH problem post-inflammatory pigmentation. When we see PIH, the most important thing is actually not to treat the pigmentation, but to treat the cause, the root of the problem. So if she's got folliculitis or, or what we call pseudo-folliculitis, ingrown hair, then I'll probably say um, uh, things like a, a mild uh, a keratolytic cream, uh, such as one that contains lactic acid, urea, salicylic acid that can smoothen the skin surface and help uh, prevent more of this folliculitis. Uh, she may require prescription antibiotic topically or even oral antibiotics from time to time. Uh, she may want to consider laser hair removal um, rather than you know, plugging or waxing. So this is probably more important than treating the actual the marks itself. While we're talking scars on the legs and that darker pigment, this question is actually from me. I have got two dark marks on each of my knees that I've had for 16 or 17 years. Very embarrassing. After I fell over and skidded while running across floorboards during sport in high school. Are these marks considered scars given that they've been there for so long? And how would I go about treating them? This was a floorboard burn, but I imagine it's pretty much the same as what you would do for a really bad carpet burn. Yeah. We've just had a look. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, look, um, look, I think assessment is probably the most important thing. I think you have got pigmentation on... Um, on the um, protuberance of your um, tibia. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a, uh, I would say, a, uh, like a micro injury causing post-inflammatory pigmentation from kneeling down. That's probably yeah. one, one factor in your, in your, in your scar. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got similar scar in my knees and it's actually really hard to uh, treat brown scars from injury at this area because you yeah. get friction all the time. 
So I would probably say for you, um, principles are, you know, uh, moisturizer, um, avoid you know, um, repeated injury, avoid the yeah. micro injuries. I, I, w- I would say that it would be very challenging to fade your scarlet laser from what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So um, very hard to treat, unfortunately. It's all good. It's all good. I just won't be running on floorboards again anytime <laughs> soon. My final question, what would be your biggest piece of pieces, sorry, of advice, the gold standard, if you will, for anyone who has undergone a superficial injury and wants to either avoid or fade any scarring? Um, probably got four points to go through. I think the first thing is to care for the wound to avoid an infection and stretching of the scars. I think the um, the second point is get it assessed properly if you are concerned about a deep scar, because you know, things that need to be sutured up must be sutured up within the first four, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the um, the surgical process is a lot more extensive. And the third bit is to restrict movement, and you can achieve that by taping it down, uh, silicone sheeted, um, and and if it's uh, getting thickened, uh, a gentle massage to to relieve that. And the fourth point is in the ideal world, if you get access to a um, professional like a dermatologist, you might consider uh, things like vascular power style laser within the first few weeks of um, injury if you're really concerned about the outcome of the scar. So I think that's out of four things that I would I would say. Um, of course, ongoing um, is sunscreen and moisturizer really and wait for time to heal. We've just jumped back on because we were having a conversation about um, an injured child. Yeah, I've got a personal story. My six-year-old <laughs> daughter, um, about a month ago, had a fall and had a, a deep, deep laceration on the chin, and it went all the way down to the muscle. And um, so it was, uh, it was fairly complicated because uh, it's COVID times, and she, mm. she wasn't allowed to be admitted hospital for suturing. So we, because um, I knew that the crucial part is to suture up within the twenty-four hours. Yeah. So I really had to uh, pin her down and. Um, you know, inject local anesthetic uh, and, and anesthesia and a six-year-old she's you know, Oof, really quite traumatized but i but i you know, had to do it because i knew that if i had to wait for a covid test result to come back yeah she would end up having not just suturing but you know in fact cutting out of the wound and a retracted chin possibly from this from from the um from the procedure so i had to do it in 24 hours and then i did exactly what i said in the in, in the interview today that i silicon sheet that straight away and i started laser therapy within two weeks so um so I practice what I what I there what we I, go like. yeah so um Good to that's know. important to know that if you if you really care about scars and wound you know get on top of that really quickly um, and get a professional advice quickly the sooner the better exactly that was Dr Desmond Gan dermatologist at Melbourne Eastside Dermatology which you can find on Instagram at Melbourne Eastside Dermatology. You can discover more about Candela Medical at candelamedical.com forward slash au or on Instagram at candelamedicalanz. To read this interview, you can visit glowjournal.com and for more beauty news, you can find me on Instagram at gemkwatts or at glow.journal. If you liked this episode, please do not forget to subscribe, rate, review and share so other beauty lovers can find us. I'm Gemma Watts, you've been listening to the Glow Journal Podcast and thank you for joining me.